Hello, one and all. We are live. It is the Electrician's Podcast. We're back on a Sunday. This week we are talking about um, what it's like to live with an EV, amongst other nonsense and electrical stuff, as we progress through the show. Now, just to let you know, as always, this episode is brought to you by the one and only, the great Verso. Uh, Verso do fuse boards, um, some of the best fuse boards, reinforced din rails, um, silver-coated buzz bars, mini RCBOs, AFDDs, a lot. They also do a really sexy range of switches, sockets and spurs. Go and check it out. Verso, electrical.co.uk. Do it now. Do it now. Also, if you're in Verso's office watching this, you know the graphic was asking for, it needs to be that big. Cheers. Do <laughs> no, no. the graphic now. Get to the chopper. <laughs> this is live for God's sake. Come on, put yourself right. together. Okay, so right, we're live today. We've got we brought in John Bagley. Now, John Bagley, um, you hi guys are an good evening EV adopter. You travel 60,000 miles a year in your EV, um, like Fred Flintstone running along because they're crap. And um, yeah, so we brought you on to sort of defend the EV side because I'm in a war at the moment with the cult of EV, which is basically Dan Caesar, um, Crichton from Red Dwarf, um, and all those those people who just like love attacking anyone who doesn't sign up to their way of thinking. We've got to get we've had yeah. to get someone on who does it properly, and you are the only person we know that we could come up with that we know that actually operates every single day, if I'm not mistaken, in an EV. I do, I do indeed. I've done the whole year of it now. It's just over a year, thirteen months now, when we've got clocking up to sixty thousand miles now. As from and what week. EV is it? It's it's a cheap EV. It's a Chinese brand. It's uh, an MG5 estate. They're quite good though. They are good, mate. Um, reliability. It's never had any warranty issues. It's it's coming to its third service now, mate. I've had nothing. I'm still on the original brakes. You know, so it's just unbelievable. So See, this is what I've heard about EVs, right? Because you've got the regenerative braking. That's right. Use, yeah, you don't use brakes anywhere near the same amount. So you use less. There's less wear and tear on the brakes. There's less wear and tear on the components like um, brake lines and pumps and fluid and all that sort of stuff. Less issues. Obviously, you don't have a clutch to worry about, or do you? No, no clutch. It's fixed gear. It's one gear. There's no gearbox. It's just a fixed gear. It runs around about a ratio of like around about nine to one or something like that. So at slight 70 mile an hour, your motor's turning over around about uh, 10, 12,000 RPM. So it's just spinning along silently. And there's no brushes or anything like that. It's contactless, you know. So it's it's just sort of like maintenance free. There's nothing to worry about. So you keep the bike when it closed. So you know, it just does its job, mate, every day. We're straight in then, John. We're straight in. Why don't you just tell everyone what kind of work you do for a start? Because we've got you've got an estate, right? You've got an EV estate. Yeah, what kind of work are you doing that you can do out of an EV estate? That's that's where right. we need to get from. I've always run because of the distance I've always covered over the years, and I've I've got a large van, and I've you know it's the problem I find is it wasn't very economical, but I've always had the states or had small vans because of the distance I was doing because the the clientele I look after they they pretty much got branches up and down the UK, and I've I've pretty much come with a lot of clients over the years they're sort of like number one contractor to go and service their products installation and stuff like that. So I'm doing anything from I don't get involved with full 
um, commercial installs when you know where you see people munching away for weeks and weeks and weeks putting tin up putting tray up and that are going to do all the so a client of mine will say right we're, we're, we're taking on new premises so where you're taking it right it could be in what part of the country whatever so i will go and then look at it we'll put all the sort of like the electrical you know installation in for forklift trucks lighting will work design the office ready for their desk layout and then we'll put all the infrastructure in for the data cat six cat six eight and so not, not, you're, not, you're not quite jobbing then but you're doing a bit you, you you're making the an existing building work for them but you're not it's not like one little job so you're carrying quite a bit of gear yes yes so basically if, if, I, if i'm doing a big installation everything's ordered up front it's booked in it's yeah. like that turns up so it's like this i don't need to carry lots and lots of stuff i very i don't even probably carry one drummer cable with more than 100 meters if that's i've got i've got a bit of cat five a bit of cat six a bit of uh, ends of 2.5 four mil just stuff that sometimes just a few stuff the thing is I'm always passing a CEF. I'm always passing uh, electrical play wholesaler. You've always got screw fix with bits and odds and ends and stuff like that. So, but when you're doing the full booking installation, I mean the proper installation, that could be like two, three weeks, four weeks, because we've got we do do big installations. Um, so that's pretty much then everything's delivered to site. It's all on site and stuff. I don't need to cart it around. See, that's so just pretty, good, all it is. Oh, sorry, that's just good management there, because. I bet there's loads of sparks on here that listen to this now. I bet there's sparks listen to this now driving around the event to get some gear from the wholesalers. And that is just a time killer and a cost killer. Whereas that's not just something you could do with EV, is it? That's just good management of your time. It is. I've got, um, obviously, I've got um, a couple of chaps that um, contract to me. I've got a chap called Kevin. And he pretty much does um, the running around for me as well. He picks stuff up for me. We need this, need that. Uh, you know, desperately, he'll go and find it, get it, and stuff like that. But, but predominantly, if we, you know yourself, we don't really do like most most sparkies, especially domestics, will will have a lot of stuff on their van ready if they're jobbing from job to job to job. You know, because obviously they don't want to be peeing around going to wholesalers for a light bulb for a. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. It don't, it's not yeah, cost yeah. effective. Well, I don't do that I sort do of work. You know, like a range of so socket switches and spurs, yeah. back yeah. boxes, all stuff like that. What about Verso? Only Verso. <laughs> Only Verso, just saying. Oh, I'm trying to get all of the Verso stuff. No one's selling it, mate. Um, listen, give me one more week and you'll be able to get out of it. We're going to get Will back on to talk about this as well because a few people said this. And yeah, gonna, Will I think I don't after. think it's easy. I don't think it's easy for him. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not uh, been easy. It's been it's like I, I go into my local branch and stuff like that, and I get on with the manager. And um, there's another question: is I'm hoping to get him on a podcast because she says you always want to get a supplier like you the do. CEF, you know, on a podcast. And I'm going to have a chat with him um, within nature. Then you can grill him. You yeah, know, we'll get, and we'll get Will on, and when he comes on, we'll get him on to ask his questions because I don't think it's easy for these guys to get into wholesalers. But we know the gear's good because I've used it. No, they're under, they're but, under pressure but, because um, I, I had a day out with um, uh, Mark Allison on Friday. We went to uh, Protus uh, uh, Factory and uh, assembling place in Telford. Yeah, yeah. Um, the did you go with Trey the trunking and the uh, yeah, panel shop? It, yeah. yeah, I've done yeah. it. It's good crack. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of information. Lots. I asked loads of questions. Some shaking his head for audio viewers. <laughs> what? But what? I mean, they're, what's they're, the matter? They're pretty much it. They're they're pretty much the like their all their produce is pretty much for CEF. You know, ends up in their stores up and down the UK or warehouses. So you know, what what I did like when I went on that is they make tray and trunking in the UK. They don't buy the steel. They roll it there. And to be honest, 
No, the spill start, comes they, in. Are they making the Unistrut yet? Uh, yeah, they are actually. They're doing the 41 41 and the 41 20, is it? Or 21? Any, anyone that says they want to support UK things and, and all that kind of stuff, they're rolling Brilliant. it. So, yeah, I've got to give yeah. a shout out was... for that because they're supporting people in the UK, machinery in the UK, uh, infrastructure in the UK, and all that, and rolling all their own metalwork, which, which a lot of sports are using. So, fair it, play. It's great. That. I mean, the machine shop. I mean, I was speaking to the uh, sales director there, and it says, we just really need lots more of this now, create more jobs, more at home. We sold that. We sold our asses out, didn't we? We sold our nation to mm. everybody, and we don't now worry me a shop nation. We don't do anything. I'm, I'm here surprised now, they don't tart it out more this UK manufactured. But there you go. Anyway, back to EV because we're drifting off. We'll do that at the end. We are. We are. What mate, about yeah. access equipment? What are you, access? To, are you putting stuff on the roof? You got ladders and stuff on the roof. Your EV. We got ladders on the roof. Yes. Yeah, so I'll put a picture of that shortly. How is that. that? What's that doing uh, to your mileage? No, then, right, right, oh, right, EVs. Now, where do we start with this, then? Right. Basically, if you're looking at an EV, if you're only doing piddly mileage under five, six grand a year, don't buy an EV. Don't, you know, it's not worth it. It's a bit like a diesel, really. If you're seriously considering doing 20,000 miles a year locally and stuff like that, and you can charge at home, EVs work all day. Ah, so that's great. Ah, so, right. So, if I'm, if, if I'm, what about Sam? Let's take Sam's example. He's jobbing around his little, what are you doing, Sam? 25 mile radius? Yeah, if that. Is he going to benefit well, from an EV? Sam would not really. I mean, if Sam, what are you doing a year? 10,000, 5,000, 8,000, whatever. Uh, probably less than 10, I would say. So you're doing what we call average mileage, really, for the motorist, aren't you? Yeah, probably probably something like with road trips and stuff with the family and that. I'll probably do any, but that's across two cars. So uh, across two, well, yeah, probably 10,000 across two cars total. When, don't benefit much really if you're doing under 10,000 mile a year, you're not saving massive amounts, really. But you are saving you know, the baby seals, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not, yeah, no, but you're not. No, not really. To be honest, mate, if you're Sam, if you're running a diesel estate and you're getting 50 miles to the gallon, mate, you, you're quitting all day, really, because the miles you know, the cost per mile is very similar to EVs. To be honest you with know. you, at the moment, I haven't, I, I'm, I'm waiting to buy a truck, like I'm saving up for a truck now. That's my goal in the next six months to buy a truck. Yeah. Um, just because I don't want to drive a van and I I find that they make me feel very happy driving a truck. <clears throat> so in the moment, driving around in a 1.6 Ford Focus. Now don't lie, you've got a rab four. You look like that's a, hers. You look like a mo- no, it's not, it's yours. You look like a mobile hairdresser doing jobs. Everyone I knows look even they- worse in the in the focus, trust me. Anyway, <laughs> the 1.6 focus um is literally as fast as a slug, right? It is so slow. But economically, a tank will last me nearly two weeks. I tell you, I need to chat about John. John, John, you're the expert. I said, no people will be suffering from this year. At the place where I work, which are a great firm to work for, right? Previously, we had transits, right? Has anyone got any bad words, sir, about transit vans for starts? No, not at all. Right, I didn't think so. Now, we couldn't get any transit, so they bought some of these. John, you'll be able to correct me here. Is it a Vauxhall slash Renault thing? Yeah. Is it, is it the Vivaro? It's the Vivaro, right? I've got one of those. So basically, it's a PSA Group van, which is now uh, Stellantis, and they're made like in France, uh, Turkey, oh. and they're also made in Luton as well. So uh, the Vivaro. So it's the same. It's the same platform throughout the throughout the whole sort of. Um, I think I think the van, one van does about five do different you, manufacturers. Do you, know now. The is- do you know the issue with them in the uh, left, in the right and drive models? Uh, a couple of them, yes. I mean, my, I've got one outside, and mine's got one hundred eight thousand on it. So we are, we are noticing today. Someone, someone showed me that work. I didn't believe it, right? If you buy the native left-hand version, 
you get a seat yeah. with a steering wheel, yeah? Now, what's yeah. odd about this arrangement is if you buy the left-hand side, the seat and the steering wheel, the centre of the steering wheel is in the centre of the seat. When you buy the right-hand side version, the seat is offset by two inches. So everyone I've spoken to that gets one has a bad back. And if you actually physically go in there and sit in there and look for it, you're like, what the fuck? Can you imagine going to someone's office and moving their monitor across two inches? They, they go mad, <laughs> wouldn't they? So you've got a load, of, you've got a load van, of work. We've got a load of blokes that walk around like this for audio viewers. I've thrown my hands to the right-hand side. And it's literally like, I go to a chiropractor now again, and they, they say small, small movements and small patterns make a bad back. The, who sells a van where the fucking seat is two inches off centre of the steering wheel? It's like driving a fucking, I don't know. It's like driving I'll tell you what's funny about that. I, I, when I got the um, Isuzu uh, D-Max XTR for a couple of months, um, a couple of years ago, that had the exact same problem. It's ridiculous. How is it even legal? I don't know. But by the end of it, I loved driving it because it was a ridiculous looking vehicle. But yeah, my back was killing me. We was having this conversation at work, and there was like, there was, I, I've got the old transit. Mine ain't got the touch screen, it ain't got air conditioning, but I rough it because it's it's a good drive. And I do a lot of miles, like two and a half thousand miles a month, which is loads, not as many as John. But um, one of the lads was there, and he didn't realize this steering wheel thing was there. And he went, You fucking what? And he trundles over to his van, starts screaming and cursing. He goes, I've been crippled for weeks. I wonder why I got a bad back. And he, since he bought this van, he didn't realize it's so, it's so delicate. That if oh. you don't know, you don't realise. You start just getting crippled because you're forever leaning slightly to think. So you're basically, alive. you've got a lot of stuff that don't like him, really. And no one back. likes him. I, I've yet to speak to anyone once they find out the issue of them that likes them, but they sell loads of them. But they're absolutely. Yeah, I mean they're everywhere. Shit. I mean, when I first had mine, there was hardly in the road. So I bought mine. I bought pretty much the last sixty-six plate in the UK. It was literally the next day. It was a seventeen plate. So. Uh, I had many. I haven't had many issues with this. I the mine, mine's a very top spec model. It's got everything on it, bells and whistles. So, but has it got a seat that's in line with the steering wheel? Or is that... <laughs> well, the only problem I had, Jamie, is that going from the van and into a, a, like a, a like a car or a vehicle or something like that, I suffered terrible with like uh, like my leg or my my arm. You know the way you seat in position, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So it's probably something to do with it because in those vans you sit up and beg, and in the in a car you sit really low with your legs stretched out. So when you're driving for long periods, it does make a big difference, really, the posture. In the seat, I, I can't stand it. I think it's got, and I'm sure there'll be loads of people that will not. People get religious about vans, don't they? I do because I, 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 always I, get, I drive a transit, it's nice to drive, it is, a, it is a nice experience to drive. Yeah, I don't just jump in the vehicle and say, Right, they're doing drive off it. I, I, I try and hire a vehicle of similar caliber or nature of that vehicle and drive it for a thousand miles first because I want to know if I'm going to feel comfortable in it, any quirks and stuff like that. Because I try and do my due diligence really and find that if you're going to buy one of these vehicles, you're going to live with it for like 300,000 miles, it's a so, long time. So when you jump to an EV, then what what brought that on? What makes someone who's traveling? Well, I mean, if anyone's not got John on their Instagram, get him on your Instagram. I'll do them later. John does some fucking miles, man. He's probably the most <laughs> travelled Sparky I know on social media. I've and got you a separate jump um, to EV. I've got a separate um, Instagram channel going for the EV. It's like uh, the MG5 oh, mile liter. Yeah, so I, basically... I can only put up this one, JB Tech Installations. Follow him now. Yeah. 
I'll put but, the other one up on my on my Instagram account. Anybody wants to follow it. So basically, on there, I've got a couple of people following me. I don't really engage in one of the people on there. It's it's like a log to me. So I go to a CCS charge. It's all the charging woes you come across. Like even you know, like CCS charge is not working. It's kicked out, or it's not charging, or it's like only kicking out something. Like right, hang on, kilometers. stop, stop. Let's get to that. First of all, rare yeah, because there's loads to unpack here, which is loads of stuff been saying, and I'm oh, dead keen to hear yeah. about a charge network. Yeah. First of all. What click, what went wrong in your head for you to decide to go EV for all these miles? What was the click? Uh, it, it, it was at the time of um, when the prices of fuel went silly when it was going down London. It was like two two pound ten a litre and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ! Yeah, it was. It was in some you places. Know, was that? You know, really? I was getting like in my van. I was getting 30, 30 to thirty five a gallon. If I put ladders on, it's thirty miles a gallon. I'm thinking, God, if I do a thousand more, fifteen hundred mile a week. You know, it was toting up to it's gonna cost me fifteen hundred pounds a month. And so that is pure what, it's purely a cost thing for you, yeah? Yeah. So which basically is why the, you're not a massive dick. <laughs> 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 Sorry, EV drivers. Yeah, not, not really. I still run I still run petrol and diesel vehicles as well, so I'm not biased. The Just, the EV is purely for for company and for taxations. You know yourself, uh, every every time you put a litre of fuel in you're paying 67% of that tax to the government. And that's the thing that was killing me. And I'm thinking, stuff that. So now with an EV, I'm putting in, um, literally, what is it now? You charge at home, you're paying 36 pence a kilowatt. You charge out on the CCS charges, 65 to 75 pence a kilowatt. So, right. So your whole reason is not for saving the planet and some warped idea that you're saving the planet by driving... Well, it's not even that it's your problem. It's that, yes, EVs in the long term may be better to run than a, a, a normal ICE car. But the reality is, here's the thing with the, with the EVs, right? With your EV. Has it been reliable? Absolutely reliable. It's been more reliable than a lot of EVs I know. How many motors does it run? One motor. So it's a one motor EV. What's it yeah. like? Is it? Sorry, is it has it got? It, has it got an axle? Then has it got a differential and all that? Has it got like a drivetrain to make that work? Well, Jamie, if you if you if you're technically minded and you you know yourself like underneath a bonnet, what an engine looks like and that it's yeah. it's transverse mounted, front wheel drive. The motor sits really low in the chassis. You you open the bonnet, you're thinking someone's nicked the engine, and it literally is. The motor doesn't come higher than the wheels. Fair you, you know, it's in there somewhere. The inverters mm. on top of it. And then you've got the charger on the side. I will put some pictures up on my Instagram later regards what the motor looks like underneath. And it's so, literally like a big, it's a big empty space now. I'm going to put a box in there because it's a, more storage. I put my charging cable in there. So mm. like you, so it's, well, you know, it's. Well, I know when, when uh, Neil bought his EV, he got some tax relief off his, from his company for it. Do you get that as well with yours? No, because I'm, I, I own the company. So the only relief I get is I put the whole vehicle through the company. So I can claim for the whole vehicle. So basically what will happen is with, with mine, I will claim the whole value of that vehicle through the ownership of the vehicle, unless I sell it in a certain time. But I never sell vehicles on. I've still got vehicles here from 10 years ago. So Order! He's that guy you don't live next to. <laughs> so just quickly. I suppose John. you've got an old truck you want to sell. I have a mate, no. So, no. you're, so obviously, everyone knows if you have a company car, you get bummed. What we're saying is, you have a company EV car, you get less bummed. Is that is yeah, that just a simple that's way? That's right. Yeah. It? So basically, so basically, 
I went to an EV because my, I, I introduced it to my customer a couple of years ago. I says, look, I do install EV points in the future. If you do fancy putting some, some branches. And then they started looking at their company car tax and for all their area managers and stuff like that. And they, they've literally overnight, over six months, they pretty much changed half their fleet to EVs or hybrids. So straight away, we ended up putting around about 50 EV charges for all their branches nationwide. So they... They claim, you know, obviously because they get benefit and kindness and stuff like that, and their e and their car tax is really low. So this is where EVs work for companies because they get obviously the it's far cheaper for them to run an EV than it is a diesel or a petrol car, you know, with the, with the taxing the kind of benefits wise. Then what happens is after three years, most don't forget all no one buys an, e, an EV because they're too expensive. After three years, they come onto the market, and then they start. I mean, EV prices now are dropping rapidly, so you know. Three to four year old EV now is like, you know, you can get some real good vehicles really for the prices, you know, for 20 grand, 25 grand. And that is probably too, probably thinking to yourself, Sam, that's expensive. But to a lot of people, that's still a good price. But then what people start worrying about is, oh, what about the battery? You've got to change the battery every eight years. You haven't got to change what about the battery, the battery then? How's yours getting on job? Because what you got on yours now? What's it clocking? What you got? Right, 60,000 miles and. I'm getting as much range as the day I bought it now. So especially in the summer period, with the weather now, lovely. So the thing with the batteries, it's all about the chemistry. There's all different all types, different types of batteries. If you've got a cheap EV, you're not going to have the most expensive battery like a Tesla or something. So they're going to be built for density and performance. So it's another podcast on that and battery type and designs and stuff like that. Mm. So it's a battery that sort of like ticks both boxes that can give you power and also give you like energy density that can give you um, so many miles per kilowatt and stuff like that. So there's you know, so many variable You know, you know with normal batteries, you know, with like batteries that don't move. Yeah. The, the, I think the, the industry standard is to say you'll get 80% of the capacity after 10 years. What about yeah, with a right, car? Yeah. Oh, is it yeah, same with so, the car? It's not on, done yeah, on mileage, so basically. No? batteries will get you 200 250,000 miles now jamie it's the battery it's all down to how you charge it if you charge at home which is a very what we call a slow charge like a granny charger or a wall box which is really good for the battery because it's it's progressively only putting six seven kilowatts an hour into the battery yeah so if you keep going to rapid charging and you start banging in anything between 50 100 kilowatts every to every charge you eventually will, you know, the cycles of the battery will come less and less and less. So you will lose degradation in the battery. So how do you get by on the job? So, uh, right, got, there's so much to unpack here with how you're working because you're the first person that actually does this, yeah? Well, you I've got some car. questions, actually. Hang on there, Go Sam. On, Sam. Go on, You've got, got, got just, just a quick one, right. yeah? Some, some basic questions that are interesting to me because I'm, I'm working out of a boot at the moment. How are you finding working out like out of the back of a um, a state car? Like, no, so I've, I find it just before you go. I want to preface this with I've I put my back seats down in in my fold. I've got like a false floor that I put in there, and everything's stacked in there nicely. It's still a pain in the arse, though. Right. Okay. I take it you also use your car as a family car as well, or just no, no. There's just a work car. Okay. And you're carrying steps in there as well? Yeah, I do carry my fortress. I need to get a roof rack for it. I really do. Okay. There is not many jobs I can't do that a fully kitted out van is doing now. On but it's still a pain in the ass getting stuff in and out. And uh, sure, if you have the right packaging, uh, have the right layout. It's all about density packaging. And Sam, it's all about carrying not a lot of stuff. So I carry enough stuff for certain jobs i don't carry loads and loads of boxes of screws i don't carry loads of sockets 
It's like, say, if I'm going to do a job that's got 10 sockets and we're putting in a, a radio or a ring main, I will then take the stuff on the day. I'll put it on the back seat and away I go. So I carry the stuff when I when I need it. So I get it in the next day and take it to site or pick up on the way. you've never had your, your car broken into either, have you? No, no. I have had vehicles broken into. I've had the vans broken into. Yeah, it's but not the, nice. the, estate, the estate vehicles... They seem to go under the radar quite well. Right, yeah, I'd agree it's, with that. It's stealth. It, the, 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 the states, the cars are stealth because basically if you've got like a mundane looking vehicle and don't put any graphics, I don't, I never sign right any of my vehicles. I never advertise where and what I'm doing and stuff like that. Put things on show because, you know, for the, for the average Joe blogs walking past thinking, oh, that looks interesting. You know, you start leaving stuff out in any car, it tracks any criminal really. You know, but like straight away, people see vans, they see something, something electrical or carpentry or plumbing on the side of it. They know straight away that's got tools on. If, if you, you put know. a copy of like Plumber's Weekly in the front of your dashboard with some other plumbing stuff, no one will break into your van because now the back seat's going to be just full of, I don't know, crap, rubbish tools, yeah. bags of shit, and other wank things that plumbers carry. So you can instantly yeah. get, stop getting robbed. I don't know if you can do, uh, I do take the stuff off, though. Like, things like my drills, your laptop. I mean, tools, I do take them off. I take my mega off and stuff like that. So, they, you okay. know, they're going to break in. They're only, they're only going to take boxes of screws and bits and conduit bits. So the expensive stuff comes off. So when you, get to the, when you get to your job, John, so you charge it up at home, yeah? You get to your job. You can eat, say you fast charge on the way, yeah? I'm sure it's a different story where you, you can tell us about all the charge points in a moment, yeah? yeah. You get to the job. How do you go on saying to your customer, can I plug my car in? Is that not just a yeah, mistake? Yeah, so basically, <laughs> I, another reason why I, I went electric as... Uh, is because most of my customers now, predominantly the main customer I, I, I sort of work, uh, do a lot to work for, we've installed um, EVSE points everywhere. So basically, I can go to there, I can charge up, I've got a card, I pay for it, so they send me a bill. So I bought an EV because of um, the amount of uh, EV points I was installing, so it was silly for me to turn up in the diesel when I could you know, get... You know, there are certain customers also, I get free charging as well, so I say about 20% of my charging I get free. So, oh, so some of it you've got a card for, so you actually use the point as it's intended, yes, and yeah. some of them just let you plug yeah. in while you're there. Yes. So would you say no. that your 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 MG5 is as as easy to run as a diesel? Yes, yes. For you, Sam, and anybody doing less than 100 miles a day, all day, no problem. I'll tell you what it is. I mean, I'm doing a lot of local work. When I say local work, at the moment, a local day to me is anything under 200 miles. So I can charge up here in the morning. Uh, I can leave at five, six in the morning. I can have ladders on. I can travel 160 miles round trip, all different jobs around Birmingham, down to Coventry, down to Leicester, Northampton, back again. And I can get back here with 20, 30 percent. And I've done probably 160, 150, 60 miles on the same battery, the same charge. I'll get in overnight. There's one thing I do love is that I get, I get home at eight, nine, well, anything between six and nine o'clock at night, depends where I've been and whatever. Uh, I can plug it in that night, and in the morning, I've got 100% again, off I go. See, that, like, this is sounding more and more palatable for me. Do you know what I mean? It, Problem is... Look, forget the cost of an EV. You think, oh, it's 30 grand. Forget that, mate. You're going to be looking in about a three, a five-year-old EV. You're going to be under 20 grand, maybe 15, 16 grand when they're five years old, mate. And don't worry about the battery. Because think about it, mate. If you think, if you've got an area where you're just working in Kent, South Kent all the yeah. time, 85% you're working in Kent, yeah? That works all day. I mean, the only time you would have to probably charge up, if you was going up to London and you 
There are limitations, though. If you start, you think you, you can't drive it like a diesel or petrol and think, oh, God, it's Friday, I want to get home, I'm doing 80 mile an hour all the way home. You start driving over 70, 80 mile an hour, you, it, it, it basically it'll eat the battery up quicker, a lot quicker. Lot, okay. lot, what about aircon and heating? What about you getting your aircon and heating on that? Somehow I'm, I'm interested in. So if it's freezing right. cold I mean, or I, red I, I, hot. Do you know what, Jamie? No, you're going to laugh at this now. I run around in summer and, you know, 20, 30 degrees without the aircon in. I just have the windows open. You know, it's not a problem. I just have the like or the slightly like that. Sometimes I put the aircon on, but it's, I don't really notice it really. I just like and heating. Open. What about heating wise? Because I, I uh, found heating. out today. I found out today. I put my I, my batteries on 100 percent of my house. I know it's a house, and I put yeah. the uh, I put the uh, the grill on, and obviously heating element. That's all it is. It slammed my battery. So what yeah, about the heating? It will make. So it's same. Let's go back early this year when we had them crazy like minus like seven minus eight temperatures. I think that was like uh, February, March, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, around about that time. So obviously my car's covered in ice and it's like, you know, I don't scrape the window. So basically I just turn the heating on full blast within about two minutes, the whole window's clear. Oh, so it's pretty totally old, but it's not. Uh, the difference is here that I'm forgetting is when I start a car engine, I have to wait for the engine to heat up. You've when got I to turn wait the heater on in the electric, it's just fucking heat. Yeah. So think, think, of it, think of this, Jamie, that, a car heater is electric heater. So imagine that three kilowatt heater that you got under. You see at people's offices underneath. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's turned up, whacked up high. It's pretty much one of them. That's all it is. It's a three phase or to four hundred volt um, heater in the car, and it just blows out and then obviously hot air. And, and obviously high... in an EV, it's loads better, quicker, and if more efficient. To be honest. Yes. There's two heaters in the car because you've got the heater for the cabin and then you've also got what you call, what you call a battery heater. So it heats the water up as well if it's liquid-cooled if it's you know liquid cooled um, battery. So it heats the whoa, water whoa, up Whoa, 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 stop. What water? What water have we got, Mevy? Hang on a minute. Uh, uh, right, no, what sorry. Water? sorry. It, it's not – there's a name for it. So basically they have um, uh, what they call it, coolant, coolant fluid, same as in lots in cars right. and stuff. Oh, that's in the battery. Yeah, so basically, they all the between the batteries, the batteries are underneath the vehicle. So you've got like a thermal management loop going through the batteries. So it's used both ways. So it's used to cool the batteries down, and it's used to heat the batteries up as well to th to a thermal operating temperature. This is see, you don't, why don't people on Twitter who love EVs tell us all this stuff instead of talking all that shit they talk so about mean, saving the planet? Like, They're just more honest about it. You might. Yeah, see, I've got to be honest with about you. It. I feel like it's a viable option. I don't like the fact that I can't speed in it. That that yeah. annoys me. Well, you can't. No, no. You can't speed. But you, you so, here's a question quickly. Yeah. Are they slow and pony? No, mate. No, no. They do no, move. Because you see, I, I, I drive, Max and I drove, drive my speed. It's between 55 and 70. Because if I'm doing 100 miles or 200 miles, I want to get as much out of that battery as possible. I don't want to stop for a half an hour and charge up or something like that, unless I can, I can charge at the end. So, my mate took me out in his Audi one. Um, a guy with a tear. That's a different thing. Well, no, I'm just going to say because electric motors, are electric motors. Yeah, he took me out in it. Down, he took me onto the M1 in it, right? And he put his foot down, and I felt like I was fucking entering Earth's atmosphere in a space shuttle. It was insane. But that's just all DC engines, all DC motors do that. Don't yeah, they? no, I guarantee no, the AC, MG's not AC. knocking your pants off. Put this, Sam. Let's put it this way, mate. If we were sitting at the lights, you'd be still in the back mirror. You're, yeah, the, you're, you're applying engines to it 
a diesel yeah. motor will just go, no matter if yeah. it's a cheap or a diesel, yeah. it'll just move to its top. Well, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you an idea, Sam. If you want to look at vehicle specs, not to sixteen miles, but you know miles per hour. My vehicle tops out around about one hundred and nineteen mile, miles per hour, and it will it will do seven point two seconds to sixty. So for an estate, that's like that's not bad. That's if not some, bad. If some if some bars of EV car days were to delete about twenty podcasts, our back catalog would take a fucking kill. No, yeah, but I'm not buying it. <laughs> so listen, if you're trying to preach to the masses about the virtues of a EV, this is the conversation you want to be having because this conversation is appealing to the practical side of it, which is why yeah. we got John. It's on so it, impossible for someone like me to give a single shit about the climate change and the thinking that i personally if i drive around in a and don't have if i drive around in an ev and have an electric barbecue that i'm somehow <laughs> contributing to saving the planet it's nonsense <laughs> right? all, all i say sam, sam all i say is this if you if it's something you're considering don't not now in three four years time you know, when things get a bit more better with business and stuff like that, it's something you want to consider. Just go out and hire one for the day and just live with it. Do 100 miles and then make your own judgment. That's what I say. Don't take other oh, people's for words. Sure, for sure, it's not um, It's not something that's in my immediate future. My my immediate future is a 3-litre V6 diesel. Uh, <laughs> you can't, can't take off the drives. It's too expensive. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Listen, I, to, to, to I be honest. Care. To be honest, right, I'm sick of this now. Last week we did an informative podcast, and this week we're doing an informative podcast. I know. I'm, bit, I'm, I'm done, mate. This is fucking boring. <laughs> like, no, what I'm well, saying what about is, you, Jamie, Jamie, what's are you interested in EVs in the future? Does, does it sound like you're interested? So, so I've got a work van. They pay for the diesel. I do two and a half thousand miles a month. I don't think we've trialled them at work. We've got one, but it's not going to be something I get because I'm the national engineer. Work, um, yeah. um Normal wise, I've got a Ford Transit crew cab, which is the one I always wanted. It's for towing the caravan and going out for days. What the fuck? You got a caravan there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crap, Jamie. Mate, but, my fucking, when Jamie. I tow it, I've got a shower. You know what I mean? That's what. I'm, but I can't. You can't. They can't tow. Well, they can tow. I don't want to get in a dig hole, but I just. I just want to enjoy the van I've always wanted for a while. Yeah, enjoy. You know, nothing's going to really happen for the next five years yet until we get start closer to 2030. Now, I mean, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's just all it is. The government's just stop, stopping manufacturing of like, ice engines coming into the I'll UK. I bet that doesn't happen. You know, no, you know, 20, you know, it's going to go 2023, 20, 2035, yeah. really. You know, also, right? You know, the first internal combustion engines, they were shit, right? And everyone yeah. thought your head would explode and you fucking fall, your balls would fall off, yeah? And we're in that stage with EV now. And we've never said, to be fair on this show, that EVs not going to get better, because it is. But Listen, we're in the I very like early EVs. I've always not said I like not. EVs. That's what I'm saying. We just want to put, we're setting the record straight that we've got someone on to set the out because we're not against if EVs. If I could it's have just a cyber truck, I'd be well happy. What we should yeah, do now they, is, when I they think, make it, mate, when they make it. <laughs> what we should do <laughs> now is, oh, sorry. What we should do now is have a little bit of an interlude while we check the chat out because a lot of people in there with some good points, and then I think we should go, go on to the charging infrastructure yeah, and how that, how that works out. Sam's there hugging his child. We hope it's his child. It could be someone else's child. We don't know. Was that your child? That's my child. Let's just yeah. check in. Not some random kids. Not around. some random child. We are live, but we got some stuff in the chat, yeah? I'm going to have to address a couple of things. Sam. The... <laughs> I've got to address a couple of things go. in the chat. It's got to go. I've got to address a couple of things in the chat. Firstly, I've not got a black eye. I think I've got a, a sty. So now I've not been beat up. Also, just for Joe's spot, look what I'm drinking. Driving beers. 
<laughs> if anyone didn't see that, in my house, we call these driving beers. Um, That's nice they are, mate. They're nice and refreshing. They're nice and small. Cheap ones from Aldi, little ones, call them driving beers. After Jay made the quality comment the other day that I heard on, on his Instagram, which was a, he referred to Foster's as cookie lager, which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what are we even talking about? We're just going through the chat. A lot of people, we're going right. to reference the people are there in the chat. And then when we get back after that, we're going to talk about charging. No, we're going to talk about your eye. I've just done that while he's hugging someone's oh. child. I've just got a sty. It's just a sty. The missus it's not. didn't beat me up. It's not, is it? Is, someone's farted in your face, or you just show me eye after audio viewers. Uh, no, I've just literally woke up. Someone's like, I've got a sty. Pink eye. That's pink eye. You scratch your ass and nitch your eye. When That's I used to go clubbing, when I used to go clubbing, we used to call it Forest Whitaker eye, but we'll not go there because that's a completely different. <laughs> that's rude. Thing. It was in the. Uh, it was in the chat. He might be watching with his one eye. Forest Whitaker's watching this. I'll pay for him to have 10 driving beers myself, sponsored by Aldi. But no, <laughs> you did like finally caught up with someone said in the chat. Very good. We won't move back on now. I feel like it's embarrassing for me. Charging. Let's talk about actual, you bought your car, you're trundling around the UK, charging. Now, I know BP and Shout are buying up charging firms, and then suddenly those charges don't work anymore. <laughs> and yeah. then also know that, People like Aldi, Lidl, Tesco will put 50,000 charges in their car park. And after five years, when the service contracts run out, that's popped me up under another turn them off. They turn them off because they don't want the expense. So you get to, I went to an Aldi the week, every single car park had a bin line, every single EV had a bin liner over it. What yeah. about that, John? What about pulling up and you just can't charge you up? Do you start shitting your pants or it's what? It's frustrating. Right. Okay. The analogy is with an EV is like, don't charge when you need to, just, you know, just charge when you can. So, if you, just, <laughs> you know, if you drive, a, let's say you drive 150 miles and your battery's on 10% and you get to a, a place, you look at, you look at like the apps, you look at Zappy Map, you look at this, whatever you use. Which uh, we just said that is 5,000 different fucking apps, which is a pain yeah, in the ass. There is, mate. There is whatever app you use that works for you. I use for two or three. Um, you, you get there and you find... It's out of action, or there's about five vehicles to jump. There's one charger there, and everybody's queuing up for it. Um, so I tend to sort of, I can now. I'm lucky, really, because I've got it sussed because I don't use my EV weekends if I can, unless I'm working. I don't use it for um, like personal use. I just use another vehicle. So I don't use any motorway services. Now, generally, when I'm on the road, I'm on the road very early. So if, if, let's say, like last Monday, I drove to Scotland. So I left about three in the morning. I got to... Um... You fucking what? I got three in the fucking <laughs> morning. Three's night time. It's not the morning. <laughs> so I'll give you, I'll give the statistics, right? So basically, to run to like South um, Glasgow from here is about 300 miles, 290, 296 miles, give or take, yeah, from here. Yeah. yeah. So if I, I, I drove that, I borrowed, uh, when we was doing a big job up there, I hired a van to take a load of stuff up, like tray and stuff like that, um, and all, all the cab and all that, because that's, you know, if I've got big equipment, I'll get it shipped or I'll, I'll hire a van. So when I went up there, it was five hours nonstop, 15-minute break for a toilet break, stop and stuff like that. It yeah. took me five hours, literally 300 miles, yeah? Now, I can do the same journey in my EV by adding, like, 45, 50-minute stop to charge up, and when I get there, I've still got about 30%. You know so, what I do like, like about EV driving? I do like the fact that it's going to see the return of the little chef because you're encouraged to drive for a bit, then stop, have yeah. a drink, have a walk around while your car charges, no, get some food, 
And that is yeah, a big away pound for a microwave breakfast. Now nah, you're right. Well, there is that. But what I'm saying is, as it comes <laughs> around, you might because, like, obviously, service stations all smell of piss, don't they? Every they single do. moto I ever <laughs> go in smells of piss. That's why I piss in lay bars into a into a bottle. Oh, yeah, no, they in. don't. They're shit in hell holes. They're fucking they disgusting. <laughs> you know, I feel sorry for lorry drivers after using yeah. Whereas when yeah. little chefs were around, they were clean and tidy, and they sold decent food at a decent price. No, you're old enough to remember them, Jamie. Well, and, uh, well, happy eater as well. But I think <laughs> it'll inc- if it encourages people to drive a bit better, pull over, take the journey as more of a journey, not just like get in your car, floor it to where you want to go. I think that's a good thing, and that's what one thing EVs do bring back. I think. I, I, I'm actually what I'm really surprised is now is the amount of um, CCS charges springing up in the middle of nowhere and stuff like What's that. What's a CCS? Is that great, a fast uh, charger? That's the fast chargers, yeah. So you've got rapid charging, fast charging. I think 50 kilowatts is what they call fast charging. Uh, anything over 100, 150 is ultra fast. So they're the ultra chargers, you know, the ones that can put like um, 100 miles in 15 and minutes. And the ones where you come out and your car's on fire. Statistically, mate, more more petrol and diesel vehicles catch fire than EVs, mate. So uh yeah, but that's know, not that... funny. Oh, now you're starting <laughs> to sound like bloody cult of EV. Is it I reckon no, but... you see the shot John's in? Is it he's clearly on a set eat sat next to him and done season with a gun? <laughs> so no i mean I, i'm not an ev evangelist on here i don't say oh evs i'll tell you what i'd say 65 percent of ev drivers have come across are knobheads really <laughs> and on you that know. bombshell thank you no. what i like is <laughs> no, I, sorry like not being not being nice me. really i come across some arrogant people i've come across some uh real nice ones some informative I used to be against it. Now I try and help people because I'm trying to help people into transition. A lot of people now are of what I've come what I've come across now, like on a Friday or Saturday, where they've hired an EV. There was a put. I mean, I have my regular place up. Um, I stop off at uh, Weatherby Services a lot because it's one of the top rated, um, you know, stopovers because it's got uh, quite a few EV CCS charges there. Right, and, and don't spot and a piss. Basically- <laughs> I can I can I, I can normally get there. It's about 160 miles from my house to door, and I normally arrive anything between three percent and twenty-five percent. Three on the weather. <laughs> yeah. You let it get that low. No, do you know when yeah. you get, you know when you're in like a in, in a petrol car and you get zero miles come up on your clock? You know, really, you've got eight to ten miles in it still. Yeah. When you get to zero miles in an EV, is that actually zero? No, you're some some have what you call reserved two or three kilo, one or two kilowatts. So basically, Sam, a ba- a, an EV battery is rated on its kilowatt size. So like my battery has a 61.2 kilowatt um, capacity, but you, you probably find it's only got something like a 58 kilowatts usable. So it still reserves about three kilowatts for to run the battery and how management. How far will three kilowatts get you? Uh, right, I average anything between three and four and a half miles per kilowatt. That's not so, bad for a kilowatt of energy, that. Oh, so, you, so you've got about roughly the same as what you have in a petrol car. Like, you hit zero and you're like, I've I done it the other day. I was just driving around and I forgot all about it. And I looked at my finger and it was on zero. And I was like, can I be bothered? to? There's a petrol station right near my house, like a minute away. What, I was what like, I'm finding out with my, car, with my vehicle is now is the, the battery management is a bit um i wouldn't 100 trust it because i've uh, you know i'll give you an instance um you know i've been doing a quite a lot in ireland and stuff so i've been driving up to Highland, jumping on the ferry so 
I, I was really late for the ferry once, so I couldn't stop and charge. So I literally arrived at the port with, with 18%. So got on the ferry, got off. Um, as soon as I get off into Dublin, there's a CCS charger in, on the port. So I normally go and nab it or get on it. So before I carry on. And I got off the ferry and it was down to 3%. So just by crossing the Irish Sea, I was robbed of 15%. You didn't drive it across the sea, did you? <laughs> no, on the ferry, mate. On the ferry. What, I what? can get, basically, hang on, I can hang on, drive. Hang on, stop. You, you had eighteen percent when you got on the ferry, and when you got off the ferry, Who that that remaining percent, that fifteen three percent. I was like, I literally got in the car and I turned, you know, put the ignition on, started it, looked at the battery, says, right, I've got to. It gives me, I'll give, give me a range of about 30, 35 miles. So when I got when I got into it, it gave me a range of seven miles, and literally they are slow mo. They will drop in. If you once your battery gets really low, it will go into turtle mode, and it protects the battery, so you can't sort of like do fast like accelerations or stuff like that. It limits the speed, so it protects the battery. So you're going to like be called turtle mode. And you might have seen that a few times in different EVs and stuff. I've never the, heard of it, but now the battery I density of my battery, I get, I get full power right down to 5%, which is really good. So I don't get any any of these. I get warning signs at 20, 25, 20%. I get a red sign up like at 10%. It's like, come on, pull over, charge up. It's not good, this. You've got to be a bit more savvy to own an event. Yeah? You've got to... Be a bit the limitations. Ambiny, work out where you go yeah. in, not carry loads of shit. You've got if to you can get, if you can get 250 miles out of an EV and you can get it for the same price as a petrol car, you're kind of there or thereabouts, isn't you? You've, you've just got to, adopt, you've got to adopt your lifestyle, you? like you're saying, you get up earlier and drive earlier, that which is saving you loads of money. So that's not it's not, not, not that's a bad thing, but you have to adopt no, uh, the technology you've got, today, I suppose. Do the job, yes. Yeah. So the thing is, when I'm on the road on my own, I get to charge. I'm the only one at the chargers. I'm there. You've got to realise, don't go in like peak times, like on a on a on a weekend. Everybody's at the services. Don't when the kids are off on school holidays and stuff like that. Bank holidays, avoid them. You know. So it's 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 all about that. But if you know, you might have heard in the news on the when certain holidays, Teslas were queuing up to get on the chargers. Yeah, that was a one off. Yeah. yeah, that was a one off. Because you know, a lot of, I mean, my next vehicle will be a Tesla, will be a second hand Tesla, not a, a new spark one. A with the roof rack and a Tesla. Set of four oh, fiberglass I, mean, I, I know five people who use Teslas for jobs like that already. I'm so, really uh, amazed the amount of people out there, not on any any social media, who do like jobs engineers running out of electric cars all over the place. I thought, now there's a company, uh, Leaves League um, Servicing, who run, four, they've got four of the states of what I've got, and they do the similar models I do up and down. They basically go around the country servicing EVs, and they service mine as well. So and they go if, all you're, if you're, if, if, if someone's, if say you're self-employed or work for a firm, there's a fucking thing down here, you've got to factor in the fact that you've got to pay your staff to sit around in charges, but that might be saving you a lot more than it's, then it's costing you basically. That's what's factoring. How often you sit? I mean, the only way you're going to be sitting in charges really is a you've not charged your vehicle up at night and you're doing over 150 miles in a day. And the other thing that affects, I mean, it, I mean, we could go on for hours on this. The, the massive thing that affects the range of a vehicle is the you know, when it gets really cold and also what you're carrying on the roof. You know, if you're if you're if I'm carrying ladders on the roof, I can lose like 50, 50 miles off a charge, wow, off, a, off a capacity. Yeah. So what if you're about driving the same... roof box, because you know, because a roof box is more stream. No, what if the ladders were streamlined or in some container? You can get aero for your ladders. Oh, this is getting. You can get a code. You can get you can get you can get an aero. I've seen them. You're not very often. You get like an, an aluminium or plastic aero uh, cone. That puts on the front of the ladder, stops some yeah. whistling, and stuff and that like is that. just that's just a technology solving. Yeah, technology so, problem, so, so let's yeah, let's one, move that's... away. 
Yeah, James, let's let's move away from uh, EV cars. Let's talk about the EV transition that now that should have happened years ago is all the big companies like Amazon, DPD are now moving over to EV vans because they their vans do their average courage couriers do an average between 50 and 100 miles a day multi drops. And that's where EVs really work. If they can go out in one charge, do all their drops and come back and then they can charge up back at their like base. The float used to. Yeah, which, yeah. which of course this is nothing can. new. This is nothing new. There used to be local, you know, like Unigates and all that, yeah, like milk depots around the country. Every mm. town had one. You had about 10 like milk floats all on charge. There's acid batteries. Out they go. They're going to do 25, 30 miles, deliver all the milk, come back, trundling back. And this is for, you know, the, the first vehicle on the road was electric, 1898, yeah. you know. Plus also, uh, those, the DPDs, Everest and all that lot. There's no surprise to them. They know exactly how many miles they, they know exactly the route that car's taking, how many miles they it's doing. So yeah, it's, it's definitely because they've got the telematics on it. Um, also, the post, you know, the post office, the, the city drivers, they've gone over to electric. The rurals are still on petrol and diesel because what happens is they tend to move the like the post office, the, you know, the red vans, they tend to move their city vans into the countryside because there's there's no U-less charging in the Oh, right. They roll them out to keep the Yeah, because you think about have you have you noticed, Jamie, like People like British Telecom and and, and, the, and the and the post office they keep their vans for about 10, 15 years. So uh, quite often I see vans like that are like eleven or twelve plates on on post oh, office. They, one just... If I'm not mistaken, BT and the post office service all their own vehicles, don't they? Yeah, they it's buy them. They internal, buy them. They don't yeah. lease them. They buy them. Then they get. They get. Now that is the best thing you can do to a vehicle is buy a vehicle from new and run it for like for 10, 15 years. If you're only doing like you know, if that vehicle does 200,000 miles in 10 years, you've had the real good life out of that vehicle. It's a good service life. I don't understand these people who who buy a vehicle. So people say, my mate goes to me, why don't you lease a vehicle? Says, because I do a 1,000 mile a week and no company would touch a lease. You know, I pay through the... I've been paying a 1,000, 1,200 pound a month just to lease a vehicle. What about you know, one of them? So that we're getting to the end now. Wanna what are you saving? Sam's already an auto trader, I think, looking for EVs. No, I'm not. What, have you seen... <laughs> have you seen a massive saving is it literally yes. slapping in the place? early days when i had when i had the ev um when I, and I had the ev and diesel prices were silly prices uh i was able to run my vehicle a thousand mile a week pay for the vehicle and still save 300 miles through i am now probably eight thousand pound a year off better off wow, wow. but still so mean, don't get, money. That, pays your, that pays for your ev over five years doesn't it it does yes so basically my average running cost a year to run a vehicle, service a vehicle, I'm talking um, all services, tyres, fuel, insurance, was 18000 £20,000 a year. Wow. For a and I'm guessing you see the thing, because I know at the end of the year you're going to see that in your tax, fair enough, yeah? But I'm yeah. guessing if anyone's like me, I used to have a company credit card that used to use for all my fuel. And obviously that bill comes at the end of the month and it was like about two grand. I'm guessing if you get an EV, you'd see that straight away come down and be like, why, why the fuck is this so less? Because you'd be not spending best part of 100 week on fuel straight away. So you must, you well, I'll tell you what, it's just, it's just quite funny. I was just doing my, uh, my latest VAT returns and I was just looking down the bank statements. Like before you used to see like 75 quid, 80 quid, 90 quid, where yeah. you filled up three times a week. You're yeah. thinking you had that up, bloody that's 13, 1400 pound a month and stuff like that. And thinking, you know, it's like when I look at it now, I see 20 quid, 32 quid, you know, just wear rapid charging. Like, I just see twenty pound here, twenty two pound there. You know where you've done the rapid charge, you've got forty kilowatts. So how like much? That. So just quickly, because I am interested in this, how much do you lose mileage in the winter? 
Right, you can lose uh, at least a third of the battery. Oh, shit. So that's significant then. Yeah, so like this winter coming now, once it drops below 2%, um, I will run the diesel van. I, if long distance, oh, well, if, local, if, I, if I'm doing local, Sam, no, I mean, to you, this my circumstances are purely different than everybody else on here. Oh, really. yeah, yeah. Most people, normal people, drive like probably 100, 200 mile a week, if that. Yeah, normal people do that. I'm doing that in the day. Not many people on here will do that. No. You know, there are some service people out there that will do 200 mile a day or go to different jobs all over the UK and stuff like that. It depends on the nature of their job and that. So I am I am now the the probably the most extreme circumstances of an EV user, really. I would, yeah, I've I, yet I, to... this, I would agree with that. Like I say, if you follow Instagram, you see like, you see pretty much like, what the fuck is he doing now? I've got a question. Yeah. When you go into your uh, diesel after being in the EV or an ice, ice car in general on the weekends and stuff like that, do you miss your EV? I do. No, no, no. It, to me, the EV is a work motor car. I, I, it's there purely as a work car. I, I'll tell you what I do. I love getting out of the EV and getting into a manual car using the clutch and the gearbox, okay. you know. You know, the other van's an automatic, so that's like an EV, really. You just stick it in drive and off you go. It's two pe- two pedals. So an EV week, has two pedals. This week at work, I got invited to a team building day where we went go-karting, yeah? So I went to the go-kart, so it's got an accelerator brake, and then when I got in the back in the van, I almost fucking ditched it. Do you do that when you change car? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you have to get yes. out of the EV, like sort of like, whoa, what the fuck? Clutch yeah. swinging it to an edge. Is it? Is it? Or oh, you got used to it now? Because that is the worst thing to be transferred between vehicles. EV, that no, have different characters. The problem I've got, I have the opposite because I spend so much time in EV. When I jump into a three-pedal car, like a manual, I, I sometimes forget to press the clutch down, and it judders <laughs> like you're in fifth gear or fourth gear, and it stalls. You think, oh my god, what have I done? And then you realise you're in a manual. <laughs> so you do forget how to drive a manual sometimes. So, but it's because I drive so many different vehicles, I've adapted to driving, you know, so many different vehicles really over the years. It's within within minutes, you, it all comes back to you. Right. So would you say, would you say your MG is the superior work vehicle? No, it's not. There's other ones out there for rel- basically for reliability, long, longevity, and what and the cost value for the vehicle being the Chinese bot men stuff like that. It is a real good work vehicle. And the reason why I say that is a lot of taxi drivers are using them now. They're all in, you know, when I say taxi drivers, How, like if you had to compare it to like a known brand in terms of uh, interior and build quality and stuff like that. If you had to compare it to a Ford, Toyota, Vauxhall, like, where does it sit? It's well built. I, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed for a Chinese vehicle, uh, how well built it is. And so the is it quality more towards the, like, I mean, not just well built, like, but the luxuries and, and like, the way you feel when you're sitting in it. Does it lean towards a Toyota or does it lean towards a Vauxhall? Uh, or well, BMW? BMW. 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 Yeah, I'd say. It's got, got indicators, has it? <laughs> <laughs> on the same note uh, as that, then, just 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 because I've just thought this, right? We've just we, we, people listen to the tradesman sparkies. I know a plumber listens, but I think he's got mental problems. Yeah, right. You, you're working out of a car, which is not normal. Are the vans there yet? Is there any vans that are there yet, or are we waiting for that technology to advance? No, I'm going to come on to vans, but maybe we could talk about it another time. But the vans now, you've, we've got new vans coming out at the moment. We've got the Ford Transit Custom coming out shortly, which will be the most powerful van on the market for its size. With a 230 brake horsepower engine, uh, motor, two battery sizes, 
real world 180 230 miles you, you've got the um and that's not under got, load either no no the thing is sam soon as i mean like a sparky as soon as you put ladders and, and a rack and a tube on top of it you can take 10 percent off your your range 15 for the vans at the minute you know if you've got like a, a university site a big factory an hospital if you want to chug it around there doing the job in they're there, but they're not there for the real trade unit. Are the other no, for, for no. city for city vehicle, but like because I do the mileage, I don't need a big vehicle. And and because you got big vehicles sitting on the motor when you're doing a thousand miles a week, you know it's going to be uneconomical. It's not going to offer you the miles yeah. per gallon, like you know. It, it's like I mean, yeah, I mean, I do see transits and, and other and Ford, you know, and T6s and Volkswagens and that doing the miles and stuff like that. I've seen some of them with like three hundred thousand miles on. But obviously they're doing thirty miles to the gallon. If you want something that does fifty miles to the gallon, you've got to have a smaller vehicle, really. And more, then with, the, more... with the vans, do you know to make a van viable? We're just waiting for what battery technology. Battery technology, it. yeah. That's it. I mean, it? That's I, what we're waiting for. It started off. I was going. I ordered the van, and if I believe it, Mark Allison's in the same. But I speak to him on uh, Friday. I yeah, can't Mark's believe got one on, on order. Yeah, it's almost been two years since he ordered it. I ordered the same time Mark ordered. And I cancelled mine, and I've now got this V vehicle. I've got sixty thousand miles out of an EV out of estate. You know, what I only bought the estate. I ordered the. Um, I was going to order the Stellantis van. I was going to order the Peugeot Partner, the small one, the GT high spec model. Okay. It was going to come. It was going to come in at about thirty five grand. Take the VAT off it, and I thought the battery was only fifty kilowatts. The motor was only one hundred and thirty six brake horsepower, um, you know, brake horsepower. I thought, I need something a bit more than that. I want a battery. If they put a 75 kilowatt battery on that van, I would have bought it straight away. Because then I would have had a van that does 200 miles range. What, empty yeah. though? No, no. My, my, I'm carrying 400 kilos almost in my car. My right. car, wait. My car, you know, when people talk about all oh, EVs are expected, the EVs are heavy and the car parks are going to collapse and all that. The average EV is about lighter, 50 it, yeah. to 150 kilos heavier than its equivalent. If you've got a BMW similar size, you know, if you've got a petrol version, that it might be about 100 kilos heavier than a diesel version, which is not massive. You're not on, the, on the BMs, they save all the weight, taking the indicators out. Which is fair. Yeah, I know, mate. It's an option. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about that all day. But to be honest, my vehicle comes in at 1,650 kilos, uh, you know, on Ladon. And then I run, I can run close to about 900, like 1,900, just under two tonne, really. I mean, and I still let, get. Let's, let's be right. A lot of the stuff that's written about, like, car parts going to clap, that is fucking bollocks. That is bollocks. We're not fucking getting that. Thing. I don't understand. The, the, you, you know, Jamie, it's like. EVs have a place in society, and EVs should like people like me who do mileage, city people, delivery companies. That's where EVs work. Mrs. Smith down the road's bought an EV, brand new, or leasing EV three, and only does about um, three three miles a year. It's not worth it. She's a silly idiot, you know. And it, I mean, that, is, that is greenwashing. That's just pure, that's having an EV for the sake of an EV, but not actually utilising it. You're actually worse for the environment than if you use. Yeah, and a, people, a, a, a people, car. you know, it's like. Nobody can afford an EV. I mean, you think about no. a premium EV, it's £50,000 upwards. You look at all these EVs. I still see them now. Oh, the new model, there's a new EV car coming out next year. This is this. Oh, it's going to start at 65000 People are not interested. People don't buy EVs. Well, someone People put in the, in the group, I think it's Craig Buist. Big shout out to Craig Buist. Um, Talking about forty grand for a Vauxhall. Yeah. It's silly prices. Even the Vauxhall van is forty grand. The, the new transit's going to be about between thirty-five and fifty thousand pounds. 
you know, the Volkswagen... That's normal transit prices, though, isn't it? That, that, that's, that's transit range anyway. Is it? What? what? 50 Gs for a transit? Mine was 40. <laughs> 40 grand. And if you want the MST, is it the MST? What? The... You're, you're one you, you paid 40 grand for the one you got sitting on your drive now? Yeah. And you ain't got touchscreen yeah. in it? No, 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 no. Mine's got everything. I've had fuck off. I've had the big pimping one. It's got the fucking lot, mate. The one I, the one I've got at work has got the old, the older oh. screen. But yeah, my one's like I'm gonna buy one that's not pimped. It's but, got hours. I've never seen everything. Sorry, just so everyone's aware. Yeah, I'm not a fucking tramp. <laughs> <laughs> well, the van that everybody's after is an ID bus. Everybody oh, wants an ID bus. Yeah, uh, it's a new Volkswagen like that, uh, that ID platform is very, very good though. It's what? basically an ID4. It's an ID4. Uh, briefly, what about, I, I don't know if we're going to go into it, but I'm just going to mention it. I hear that they're stopping making transporters, they're stopping making Connects, and Ford and VW are going on the van, which I'm That's quite right. excited about. That's right. Do, do, do Jamie, do you know that the new Transit and the, and the, the new T, the new T, probably T7 or wherever it is, are going to be made side by side in Turkey? They're going to be using the underpinnings. Ford, Ford and Volkswagen are going to be using pretty much the same platforms. I just hope that you don't. I just hope that two decent van manufacturers don't take two decent vans and take all the decent parts of it in a decent factory with all the decent designers, and somehow it ends up being absolute dog shit like things I've done before. But yeah, I've got high hopes for that vehicle, and uh, I've only no, I've had a Skoda, an Astra, and since that I've just had vans. That's all I've ever owned. I'm yeah, think about it, Jamie. In fifteen years' time, you own one of them vans second hand. You're finding out they're going to the Ford dealer. It's cheaper to get the part from, from a Ford dealer for your Volkswagen. It is then going to a Volkswagen dealership. They've all got a cut cost of the bit. I, I mean, I, I mean, if Vauxhall and Renault said they're making a van, I, I, I won't bother. But when it's you'd Ford be surprised how many vehicles out there share the same platforms or so many different vehicles out there. The whole idea is to be green and tech and be more savvy. Is to produce one part that fits about twenty different vehicles. Have you seen the guy on YouTube you know? that doesn't like he doesn't Ferraris and Lamborghinis, but he buys all the parts from the original manufacturer. He's on YouTube. Matt Armstrong. Yeah, and he'll go, well, this... Oh, yeah, yeah, Matt, yes, yeah. This Indicate unit's 400 quid, but if you buy it from the manufacturer, which is Renault, it's 20p. Yeah. Yeah, but if if it's a Lamborghini or a Master Martin, it's a Volvo or a Ford part. What I thought is, you know, you you can buy all these off-the-shelf parts to make things, yeah? I was thinking I could buy these off-the-shelf parts and just make a submarine. (laughs) on that note <laughs> what could possibly go wrong so, back, back mind you I've been cutting it off all week um, <laughs> do you know what's interesting as well you know the Mercedes uh, pickup truck because obviously I've been looking at one of them not to buy but I thought oh let's have a look at one you know it's basically a Nissan Navara that's right yeah yeah Mercedes, if you get the high spec model, Mercedes have put their own V6 diesel in there, 3D litre diesel in there. So it's a higher spec model, that is. The lower spec models use the same engine as the Navara. Chassis are all chassis. Aren't chassis made by like three companies in the world? Every yeah. chassis. Like, weren't one of them weren't one of the really expensive Jags a Mondeo chassis, I remember. It pretty, they shared a lot with Ford parts, yes. Yeah, yeah that's when uh, they owned it, though. It's bonkers. It's, well, we all, it's the same with Sparks, isn't it? Black Conduit. Just black condo in it. Don't matter who makes it. Still the same shit. Well, all the parts are the same. Well, well, listen. It's the end of the podcast now. That's gone quick. Has that gone <laughs> quick, John? John, it's gone I'm going to let you finish up your final thought because I'll tell you what, you've absolutely knocked it out of the park tonight. I've got a bit as well before we finish. As well, let John do it first. You've absolutely knocked it out of the park. So go on, finish what you're saying, boss. 
guys, thanks very much for letting me on here. But I, we haven't even touched the service. I'm running an EV. Anybody wants to know anything about an EV and long-term ownership of an EV? I mean, because I'm going to keep this one to it's like 300,000 miles. And when, when it's done, I shall sell all the parts off it, keep the battery for battery storage. You know, all the parts Ooh. will get used. That'll be a shame. You know. What? Just so you know, yeah. just to fill it off, if you want to follow J John, his Instagram's up on there. JB tech, JB underscore tech underscore installations. If you want to follow me, yeah. I'm Jamie Blake's on all the platforms. Sam is Fat Sam in a name in which he could probably change. And if you want to follow us, Electricians Podcast. And on those channels, you can find all the usual shit that we do on this podcast weekly, but daily. Yeah. And Thanks, I've started a lot of nonsense on there as well. So, Electricians Podcast, we're out. Adios, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you do it every time. Oh, I'm not meant to speak after you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>